From the TWU Air Division offices in Colleyville, Texas, it's the TWU Air Division podcast with local 513 Second Vice President Brian Parker. Join Brian as he discusses issues that affect the careers and lives of Air Division members. Take it away, Brian. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Transport Workers Union Air Division podcast. Joining me today is Vice President Gary Peterson. Thanks for joining me today, Gary. Thanks, Brian. All right, so uh, it's been, what, about a month we did a podcast, so this one should be abbreviated. A lot of the things that we covered last month, there haven't been any changes. But there has been uh, some changes, and one really big thing was JetBlue finally got ratification on their first contract. Yeah, JetBlue, they ratified, flight attendants ratified their contract by a two-to-one margin, which was great. This will bring them under a contract, give them just cause for discipline, discharge, and several contract items that they haven't had in the past, eliminating them as at-will employees and, and putting them under a union umbrella, which is probably one of the biggest wins for the union in a long, long time. Yeah, and so part of the hard part's done. Uh, got the first contract ratified. Now more hard work to come is to get it implemented, and at the end of the day, that's going to fall on the members. They're going to have to hold the company's feet to the fire with the grievance procedure and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Brian, because the implementation schedule is something that's really critical in a first agreement. You know, ratification of a first agreement is the first step. Now we got to get the grievance procedure in place, forms, people trained. A lot of things go into that first, I'd say, 90 to 120 days, that implementation schedule and getting the contract put in place. So ratification first step. Now we start working on training people, everybody learning the contract, both management side and our own new members on that side getting everybody going along and understanding what, you know, what that first phase of the contract is. Once that gets done, you know, probably a little bit down the road, then we'll start looking at forming a local and and creating their own group internally and that type of thing. But for now, uh, Tom McDaniel will continue to provide infrastructure and support for the group. Yeah, good news all the way around. So congrats on getting that done. Let's move into the uh, simulator instructors and kind of what's going on with them. Yeah, another new group we were able to get is the simulator instructors over at Envoy under a contract, which was, they're, they're a smaller group, but um, again, bringing another group under a labor agreement is really exciting. And, you know, it's not just simply renegotiating contracts that TW has been doing, but we've been growing the organization for quite a while now with a lot of new groups coming in, you know, from all around the airline industry. Absolutely. And uh, to your point, there's strength in numbers. So the more we grow, the better off we are and the better we can represent. Absolutely. While we're on Envoy, talk about M&R negotiations. Yeah, so the M&R negotiations, obviously we ratified the fleet agreement a while back by 90% in the last, I don't know, two, three months, but uh, that was a 90% yes vote. Now we're working on the M&R folks getting their contract done. You know, the industry right now with dispatch maintenance specifically is is really, it's a push from a lot of the companies to try and get groups under contract. So hopefully the company will come to the table with the right numbers on the M&R side. I know the guys are working really hard to get all the peripheral stuff done under under the agreement itself. Hopefully, we'll move into that next phase of negotiations, which is the economic side here shortly, getting everybody the money that they deserve. I think in this case, and we'll talk about dispatchers in a bit, but very similar. They're losing so many mechanics to to mainline and other carriers that they've got to do something to stop that hemorrhaging. Yeah, and uh, they're not going to abandon the feeder carriers, so they're going to have to come to the table. The good news is, is although we're not completely past the pandemic, uh, but we, you know, we've made great strides. The passengers are coming back, so we have more leverage now than we had, let's just say, 12 months ago. Absolutely. That, um, you know, the first JetBlue TA vote where we did not ratify that agreement, that was in the, the kind of the 
height of, of COVID coming out onto the first vaccines. Now we're seeing, you know, different variants, but people are getting more adaptive to COVID, I would argue. And so traffic is back, demand's coming back, the expectations, you see a lot of routes opening and those types of things, uh, growth in the industry. So hopefully companies that are hanging out there that we've been in negotiations with, they'll wise up. And if they don't, they'll continue to tumble. We've seen some other agreements come together rather quickly where they've put significant amounts of money on the table to try and maintain their workforce. I think that's what they're going to have to do in the, in the regional industry right now. I would agree. You mentioned dispatch. Go ahead and talk about dispatch negotiations. Yeah, so we have several regionals open, and I'll say Republican and Air Wisconsin are our two, arguably the, the worst contracts, nemesis-wise. They just don't get the industry as passing them by, and, and they keep falling further and further behind. Air Wisconsin just opened recently, but we entered into mediation rather quick because we saw that they're going to you know, kind of play this game of hanging out. They're a small group, but nonetheless, the NMB is going to have to process some of this stuff. And and again, unfortunately, they're still working virtually, which which I think hurts us. But outside of that, we've seen a lot of the dispatch contracts come together. And again, the increases be significant because they want to maintain their workforce at a lot of carriers. We're in the process right now of an extension at PSA, which had, you know, 20 plus percent increases for their, for their dispatch group. Trying to hold on to people that are there, it's significant enough. Will they stay for that money? It's hard to tell when the main line and the cargo companies are putting money out there. But we do see a ton of movement in the dispatch world, even from carriers like American and, and Alaska and, and Hawaiian, we're seeing movement, which we've never seen before. It was real stable. That dispatch group's got a lot of instability right now, and it's because people are seeing opportunity to move and still make significant amount of money on mainline, where the regionals are dying, for lack of a better term, trying to get people for stability. And that could be scary from a public perspective. Yeah, and I mean, even though the dispatch groups are smaller than some of the other frontline groups, they're still a cog in the wheel, and they're very important, and you can't have an airline without dispatchers. Yeah, nothing flies without a dispatcher, that's for sure. Absolutely. Let's talk about what's going on at Southwest Airlines with negotiations. So Southwest has several agreements open. The flight attendants obviously been open for a while. The ramps in negotiations, dispatches open, and our flight crew instructors are just getting ready to open up there. So what I see is is Southwest is turning more like the American top three, four type carrier where they're, you know, they're wanting to go into these long and extended negotiations and our members, you know, their need to be proactive with their locals and making sure that they're giving them the support they need at the bargaining table. That's a critical element. And Brian, you know that when we did, you know, the, the pickets and things with America, the critical element there is the membership supporting their, their negotiating team and their locals. Otherwise, you know, the company will drag this out. They've got to find a way to, to push back on the company. And Southwest is unique in this sense that they've always been this quote unquote love airline. And I, you know, our belief is that the love's long gone. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Gary Kelly is uh, not endearing himself to the employees. Yep, he's on his way out. So we'll see how, how everything shifts here significantly or insignificantly with some new leadership, some new blood. Yeah, leadership turning over at a couple of the major airlines, American as well. Okay, and uh, we've spoke about airlines. Anything on the government service contracts? Yeah, so on the government service side, obviously, we're all dealing still with the mandates with COVID and that's ever moving. But right now, that's, you know, the, obviously the biggest issue for that side of the house. And it, it still is for the airlines. You know, we're we're working through the, the movement on the political side, I guess would be the right way to say it. But in that that world, that element, the government side, it's it's really moving, you know, as far as mandates are in place for people that are under government contracts. And now we're starting to see where there's a little bit of pushback and, and it's been slowed down and now it's starting to speed up again. So it's just this ebb and flow and, you know, 
are Kevin and his group have really been doing a masterful job of weaving their way through it to make sure nobody's harmed from it. Okay, Gary, I promised you we would be short and sweet. It's the end of the year and we're trying to wrap things up. You got anything else? Well, the only thing I would say is, you know, going into 2022, it's going to be fast paced for, you know, us, the, the year never really ends. It just continues on. It's just a number change, but uh, mainly just wishing everybody a, a very uh, Merry Christmas and, and happy holiday season, as well as, you know, looking into next year, those groups that are open, obviously we're going to continue fighting for them and, and get them the contracts that they deserve. For those that have come under contract this year, I think, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. Our group has done a remarkable job um, from the membership through the local leadership, national, you know, negotiating committees. Everybody's stuck together through some of the hardest of times with COVID. And we have proven that when we stick together and fight, we we win. And it, it, it stands out. I mean, and all you need to do is look back this last year at the successes we've had. And I think everybody should be commended for that. That, you know, the organization, I think, has, has supported the locals throughout and, you know, we'll continue to do that into 2022 and success will come to those that are open in bargaining. I would agree. You know, we're coming up on Christmas. I uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and, uh, you know, that everybody be safe and hopefully get time with your families. At the end of the day, I mean, work's work. It's our job to represent and fight when we need to. But it's all about the members, and hopefully they get some time away with their families and have a safe and happy holiday. Okay, Gary, you got anything else before we close? Nope, that's it for this session. I know it's short, but we want to keep it short and, and move on for next year. So appreciate the time, Brian. Okay, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, happy holidays. We'll catch you in 2022. Be safe. For more information about the TWU Air Division, visit our website at TWU.org forward slash divisions. To comment on this or any of our podcasts, email us at airdivisionpodcast at TWU.org. You can listen, download, and stream episodes of the Air Division Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your favorite Android podcatcher, or your RSS feed-enabled browser. Air Division podcast episodes are also available to stream and download from our website, podcast.twu.org. Music provided under license by Pond5.com. TWU Air Division podcast is produced and engineered by Tommy Engel.